Welcome to Peak Tales, a conversation about chromatography. Now here's your host, John. Hi, this is John. Welcome back uh, to another episode. Please pay attention and listen to the end of this episode as I will have a very special loyalty promotion for loyal podcast listeners. Now, let's get right to the content. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Peak Tales Podcast. This is John, and uh, today we're bringing you another one of our episodes where we uh, talk about some frequently asked questions. And, and you know, within our technical specialists and technical support teams, we always see some questions that, you know, reoccurring. They keep coming up. So we want to make sure we address them here on the podcast. We think this is a great medium in which to do that. Today, I am joined by Jean Lane. Welcome, Jean. How are you? I am doing pretty well today, John. Thank you. Yeah, I believe the last time I checked, uh, the last time we spoke on a podcast was sometime back in February of 2020. So it's been a while. Great to have you back on. And um, what I'd like you to do is talk about uh, the questions we see around our quick connect and quick turn fittings for HPLC systems. So uh, I know you've got some information that you've prepared on that. And if you could give us a brief overview, that'd be great. Okay. Um, I'd be happy to do that. Um, the quick connect and the quick turn fittings are um, something that Agilent has had out um, and available for a little while, but they're kind of new to people in the, in the HPLC um, field. The, um, the standard fittings that are typically used in HPLCs, they're typically stainless steel nuts and barrels that get swaged onto the end of um, capillary tubings. And um, there's, some, there's some little nuances with that um, that can really pose a problem with um, your system or your chromatography. So these fittings were developed to address those issues of where um, you might have improperly swaged uh, fittings, which can really result in some headaches for chromatography um, leaks or can have an effect on peak shape. Um, and it could simply come down to a fitting. Um, so these, these fittings, what's unique about them, and we've got, as I said, the quick connect and the quick turn. They're two different types of fittings. The quick connect people will recognize um, by it's got a little blue um, screw screw on it and it has a lever on it and uh, the quick connect is actually a fitting which is um, one that is uh, um, able to be used up to 1300 bar Um, it has some features where it works with a designed capillary um, that goes through the fitting that has a spring loaded function to it so when you're attaching this fitting to your column with the capillary this spring-loaded action allows for that ferrule and that um, capillary connection to your column to be perfect every time. It's a spring-loaded function, so there's no dead volume there. Um, these, uh, the capillaries, uh, the fittings can be reused. Um, capillaries can be replaced if needed. There's a ferrule on there, which is removable and can be replaced. Um, the quick turn fitting, it's a little bit of a uh, more of a traditional design where it's a kind of finger tight 
sort of uh, connection that you make, but it also has that spring-loaded design to it where the capillary comes through the fitting and you make that connection to your, um, your valve or your um, column compartment. And that connection is perfect every time because that ferrule is always in the right position with the capillary so that um, that connection has no dead volume. So I know one of the questions we see often is, uh, can any Agilent capillary be used with these fittings? And uh, then the question about what is a long socket? Um, the capillaries, um, because of the, the nature of the design of the um, each fitting, in that it's got this spring-loaded design, um, we do recommend that only particular capillaries be used with these fittings. Um, so the, we would answer that question, uh, no, you can't just use any capillary with it. And, and even not even any Agilent capillaries. Um, and if, if you're familiar with Agilent capillaries, if you look at the flexible capillaries, um, at the end of the stainless steel capillary, you see this little cap on the end of it. Um, and it's this kind of, uh, steel tube that's on there that kind of increases the, the outside diameter of the capillary. And that little tube at the end is what we call a socket. Um, and if you were to take a capillary that was designed for use with the quick connect and the quick turn and put it up against one of our standard Agilent capillaries, you would see that that socket on the end is a little bit longer with the um, capillaries that should be used with the quick turn and quick connect. And the purpose of that is so that as it, the capillary goes through the fittings, either the quick connect or the quick turn, um, that longer capillary is needed um, to make that spring-loaded function work correctly. Um, what happens if you might use just a standard Agilent capillary with a smaller socket? Um, that spring-loaded design may not work, and you actually might get that capillary stuck in your fitting. Mm, okay. So very, very important to, to work with the capillaries that are designed use with those fittings. Yeah, when you, when you get those fittings, I know there's information in the in the um, packaging that, that kind of tells you which replacement capillaries and whatnot are, are suitable for, for those fittings. And obviously, you can use these fittings for many different duty cycles, right? So, so they last a while, uh, multiple times they're reusable. Uh, but is there any type of repair or maintenance that needs to be done on them? Yeah, they're, they're really good in the sense of, um, you know, being able to, and, and that's one thing that's really nice about them too, is that they're easy to just kind of unscrew and undo and take your column out, put another column back in, and, and that can be done over and over and over again and, and have a good connection with your column every time. Um, but there are some little things um, with, each, with each fitting that, that you might need to do some uh, repair on. Uh, so we, we might recommend for people that have these fittings to have a couple things on hand um, for if repairs were need. Um, a little pair of like needle nose pliers um, is good to have on hand. Um, with each of the uh, fittings there's a peak ferrule which is um, at the end of the fitting. 
um, it's good to have a couple of those on hand. That tends to be the um, item that might need to be replaced. Um, and, you know, keeping something like that on, on hand is good to have. And um, the ferrule between the two fittings is the same, so that makes it nice and easy. And then um, having a backup capillary or two is probably a, a good idea um, to, to have that. And, and to actually, you know, make some of these changes, um, you know, if you needed to repair the, the ferrule or change the ferrule, um, you know, the most often thing that might happen with that is someone might might tweak the fitting a little bit too hard. Um, it's, it's a very gentle sort of um, need to try to connect the quick connect to, say, your column. Um, you know, there's no extra force that's needed. You simply tighten the nut till you feel its first resistance, and then you will um, depress the lever to make that spring connection happen. Um, what people might tend to do is kind of over tighten that nut and uh, the ferrule could get a little bit uh, deformed. So to take the ferrule off, basically all you do is you take your pliers um, and you'd open up the lever and you'd um, use your pliers to just twist the ferrule right off the end of the uh, quick connect. And then um, just kind of look at the end to make sure that there's no little pieces of the ferrule that might be left in, in the screw threads. Um, and then it's just a matter of, of popping a new ferrule right back, right back into the fitting. And it's about the same for the quick turn. Um, you can just simply take the needle nose pliers um, and pull the, you know, just take the gentle pull and it just kind of pops right out. And then um, take a new ferrule and pop it right back in. Yeah, and I know I've seen people use these, and it's really a game changer. It's the kind of thing uh, where people are hesitant about connecting and reconnecting and taking columns off. But once you get these fittings, it's it's really a simple matter. Uh, even if you do from time to time have to change um, that, that ferrule up top. But uh, one of the questions that we get often is, uh, do these quick connect and quick turn fittings work with all columns? Um. Although Agilent can't really guarantee that it works with all columns because we haven't tested all vendors' columns um, during the design phase of these fittings, um, they have been tested with a lot of the major manufacturers' types of columns, um, you know, to make sure that um, the connection um, with the screw threads and then that spring-loaded capillary, um, you know, actually screws in easily, you depress the lever, and, and you get that zero dead volume um, connection. So we have um, tested it with, with a lot of columns, and we've found that it works with pretty much all the ones we've, we've tested. Um, if there's any sort of doubt um, for somebody that, um, you know, is wondering whether it should work or not, um, you can always check with the manufacturer. Um, they should be able to tell you what sort of um, stem length that is required for a fitting to their column. Um, and if it's something that's anywhere from like 0.09 inches to a 0.12 inch sort of depth of that uh, piece of tubing, um, this, this fitting is going to work fine with your columns. Um, 
most most that I'm aware of are usually in that range. I, I've never come across a column that's kind of <laughs> outside that range. <laughs> what about um, if I'm running a um, stainless steel line peak tubing? Stainless steel line peak tubing. Um, with the stainless, if, if we're talking about the peak tubing, that stainless steel line peak tubing, these these fittings wouldn't be suitable for that kind of capillary. Um, but the cat, these these fittings can be used for peak line stainless steel columns. Oh, okay. So, um, so what you would have, for example, like if if you had that sort of system, um, you'd have your quick connect or your quick turn connected onto your Agilent capillary that would be suitable for, for the fitting. Um, and then you could use this fitting to screw into a peak-lined uh, stainless steel column. Um, one of the things that is, is important with those columns is that you have a, uh, a nut and a ferrule that are, are two-piece. Um, what tends to happen, for example, if somebody was to use just a standard peak fitting with one of those columns and they go to screw it in, they can break the, um, they can break the column right at that end fitting. Um, and having the nut and ferrule be separate um, allows a, a little bit more gentleness in there um, so that the, the column doesn't get broken at the end fitting. So it's important actually to have fittings that have a nut and a ferrule separate from each other. Hmm, interesting. Now I know from time to time there will be leaks. So, you know, at the columns. So what do you do for that? Yeah. Um, so there's a couple things that you can do in case of a leak. Um, you know, like, like I would tell, um, people usually with, with really any kind of fitting, um, you'd, want to unscrew the fitting and just reinstall it. See if it just might be something that you might just have to unscrew it. Something might not have, you know, been seated or threaded right and you just might need to unscrew it and reinstall it and just, um, you know, increase a little bit of the force that you might use to, to turn it. Um, the um, other thing it might be, you might need to um, kind of just re readjust the capillaries. Sometimes people will just kind of um, pull the capillary out and pull the capillary back in on a quick connect or quick turn. Um, maybe it was something with the spring-loaded function that just kind of might have been a little bit off and you might just need to um, just kind of pull the capillary out, put it back in. Um, what you don't want to do, um, you know, if you're readjusting things, you know, when you apply a little bit more force, you don't want to just kind of torque down on it. Um, you end up doing that, you might make the leak worse because maybe the leak had something to do with the ferrule. That's the other part um, that you might want to check. Um, if the ferrule has been damaged due to over-tightening, um, that might be where a leak occurs. And at that point, you might just have to um, take and replace the ferrule, put a new ferrule on and um, retry the connection. Okay, Jean, thank you. Yeah, I mean, connections are really important um, to HPLC systems, and uh, there are a lot of things that could go wrong. And this is one solution that actually helps 
so that um, so that connection is a solid dead you know zero dead volume connection. Are there any other insights that you might be able to provide our listeners with? Um, one of the things with these um, capillaries is that um, they're just really easy to use. Um, they're they're not something that's overly difficult. Um, you know they. They don't need to have any sort of a special tool that's required. You know, it's just they're truly finger-tight connections. There's no special training needed. Um, they've got this wonderful spring-loaded design. Um, you know, again, we have this zero dead volume connection with the with an LC palm. They're they're very reliable. They're reusable. Um, both of them can be used up to 1300 bar. Um, and they're fast and easy, so they save a lot of time and trouble that you might have, you know, potentially with, um, you know, conventional suede block or, you know, Parker or different types of uh, stainless steel nuts and ferrules that um, sometimes people get a little wiggy about wanting to <laughs> suede a ferrule on the end of uh, a capillary. And this kind of takes that sort of stress out of it, um, no stress involved. Um, and then the only other thing maybe with them is um, is that uh, with the with the quick connects, um, you know, you do have to kind of keep in mind for a little bit of uh, space um, a space requirement in your column module. But you know, for most people that are working even with 25 centimeter columns in their column modules, this just adds maybe another inch or so um, into the the, the space area, um, but with the flexible capillaries that you have, you know, able to kind of, you know, kind of turn and adjust, um, it, it doesn't really pose a problem really with, with any um, ability to fit in, in column modules. So. Yeah, and, and I know our um, listeners can go online and see these in, in use, uh, see what they look like, you know, how they look inside of column modules and whatnot. Uh, what other resources could we refer them to, Jean? Um, we've got a bunch of different things that people can um, refer to. There's um, Agilent's got a web page that's specifically for both the Quick Turn and the Quick Connect fitting. So you could always um, just search in Agilent's search box for the web page. Um, there's a specific flyer uh, which talks about the Quick Connect and the Quick Turn. It would give part numbers available for the different um, fittings, the ferrules, and then all of the capillaries that are available for use with the various fittings. Um, the capillaries range from different IDs um, to different lengths, and there's many options available. So whatever size, length, or ID you might need for the particular connection you're making, there's likely a capillary that you could choose from. Um, there's a, a really good publication um, that talks about the, the fittings themselves and their use and a little bit of information maybe on the design of them and um, things that were tested, for example, like um, repeat connections and looking at chromatography and seeing how your chromatography is not, a, not affected. Um, and then there's um, a great, there's a great uh, troubleshooting series online um, for LC troubleshooting and one of the um, one of the sections of it is uh, called making great connections and um, it, it actually has a couple of Agilent 
um, application engineers and a product manager talking about the fittings and, and they talk about the fittings and actually show the fittings and how to connect them um, you know, to columns or to the column modules or put the capillary through the, the, the fitting and, and show exactly how it can be used. So lots of good information. Great. Yeah, we'll have some, show, uh, some links in the show notes. That's typically what we'll do uh, so that can, people can get directed to, uh, to all this great content. And yeah, thanks for mentioning those, the, the bigger series, those tutorials that we have uh, that have different parts that you can jump in and out on because uh, there's just a wealth of information out on the web from Agilent that can help you with um, your business of doing HPLC. Uh, so uh, thank you, Gene, for coming today. I'll make sure to get um, the links uh, that you had mentioned just um, previously out on the show notes, and uh, we will be talking with you soon. Thanks again, Gene. Okay, thank you, John. Bye, everybody. Hey, thanks again for joining us for this important conversation. And uh, I want you to look forward to some future episodes of the PTL podcast. Uh, but right now, I'd ask you to share some of these with your colleagues. It's a great opportunity to uh, get them to learn about things that they may not be familiar with. Uh, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and any of the other podcast app, apps uh, where you can find us, certainly. And let me give you that promo code. Um, the promo code for being a loyal listener is 1599-1599, only available in North America. And that gives you a one-time discount on some uh, consumables and chemistries. Uh, there are certain restrictions that apply, and you can talk with your sales rep uh, about all of that. But we want to provide that to you so that uh, we can recognize you as a loyal listener. Tell your friends. That's pretty much the way podcasts uh, get found and discovered and how we can continue to bring to bring you this great content. So uh, we appreciate that and look forward to hearing from you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Peak Tales. For more information on what was discussed today, contact your local Agilent representative or go online to Agilent.com.